Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Blankenbaker and Steve Rummage. Welcome back to The Diener Show. Steve, Steve's here. Yep. I'm here. Diener's in Florida. God, what a jackass. They planned it right. They <laughs> yeah, planned it right. Sorry, Drew. I didn't throw, mean that. You throw, you throw, you throw love and and props his way when he can read a forecast and say, "I'm getting out of here. I'm out." <laughs> Instead, I wait for it to actually hit, and then I'm like, "We booked the trip last night." I was like, "Yeah, it sucks. I know." But then, but then look, and, and then I booked the trip, and I look ahead. And it's supposed to be like sixty next week. You know, I know so. it's like fifty-five like, rain. But but yeah. fifty five. I'm like good. I, I, I go when I go in the wintertime, like I hope I just pray for terrible weather here. There was a there was one of those that was happening. It was like uh Valentine's Day weekend and we had a trip planned, right? Like we were going to Orlando, we we're gonna take the kids or whatever. Yeah. Had a trip planned and uh we were gonna fly, but we elected to drive because oh, of the weather. Sounds and terrible. Got a, got ahead of it though. You know, so we got ahead of the weather, we left a little early. Sure. Because of the weather. And so when we got down there, may, massive snow and ice storm in Louisville and Nashville and stuff. And it was the day we were supposed to leave. And I, I, you know, I was telling Ashley, we're sitting by the pool. Sun's beautiful. And I just said, I'm not leaving. I just said, and she's like planning on driving back. She goes, what? And I was like, we're not leaving tomorrow. Like I'm, Wall just making the, I'm just making the executive decision here that we're not going to go on the road. We're going to stay here for two more days. Yeah. So we just we just stayed for two days. You, you know what's crazy, man? I will say this, and I know people say, "Well, you could just rent a car," and and I do agree with that. But as much as I hate driving, flying, I, I mean, like it, it's just a no brainer. Obviously, I mean, dude, when it's oh, like, it's dude, direct. I can literally oh, yeah. be down in Orlando in an hour and a half. Like it's stupid, but it is nice when you just have your car. And you can call your own shot. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and even and there's even something about it just being your car. Like yeah. we've went to Disney before and drove the truck, which I mean, by the way, people complain about. They're like, "Oh man, fly, I don't fly; it's way too expensive." I'm like, "Well, okay, well, you don't drive a Dodge Ram either, so because <laughs> it was Dodge way Ram more expensive. expensive to drive that." Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Um, but I was like, it was just awesome to be like, "Wow, it's just my truck." And right. I can just do what I want. And my stuff's in here. And my, my presets are there. <laughs> you know, it, it is nice having that. I will well, say that. I, I'd ordinarily fly, right? Like sure. You, you fly. It's so much easier, faster, uh, you know, less hassle, things like that. Totally get it. But 
we I was like, we're going to drive so we can leave now because our flight was like for the day of the storm coming in. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not risking that. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was too – like we couldn't change it. And I was like, and I just want to be able to call our shots anyway on the way back because I was like, it could be a mess on the way home. So let's just drive. And we'll be up, we'll be fine, you know. And we'll just come back when it's clear, when we know it's clear. So that's what we did, and that was the way to go. So, uh, but if you're going to be stuck around this weekend and uh, watching the NFL playoffs, call Liquor Barn so you don't have to get out in the mess. Uh, they will come, or the cold because it's going to be really cold. Call Liquor Barn. Go to liquorbarn.com or download the Liquor Barn app and order delivery to your house. We're you know in the Liquor Barn studios broadcasting, and uh, there's a reason why. I mean, it's it's where Kentuckians go to celebrate life and. Just sit back, relax, let it come to you. You don't have to get in your car, clear off the car, put, put gas into the car, go up to the store, pick out what you want, you know, put it back into the car, into the bag, back into the car, and then in the house. Just have Liquor Barn do all that for you. It's a lot easier. Orders over $50, there's there's no delivery fee at all for, for that, so they'll bring it over there. So, uh, so what do you do as a Cowboys fan for the playoffs now? Like, what is – Steve Rummage do for the playoffs? I mean, there's a million things we can talk about, and that's what you want to talk about? Well, yeah. That's, look, you're, you're no better. You know what you are. You're, you're just the man. <laughs> you're no better than ESPN. Do you want to know what ESPN's had up yeah. on this TV all yeah. day long? Mike McCarthy. The Cowboys. Cowboys. Do you know what it'll be up there next them? week? Cowboys. The Cowboys. No. You, you, you know, oh, yes, it will. Oh, listen, that's what Marcus said at first. And then I started telling him, I said, watch. I said, all offseason, you know what they'll do? They'll go uh, <laughs> pick a random. Well, the, you know who it was this summer? It, torture. The, the Jets. It was like, uh, just what do we talk about today? You know what? How about this? Why are you torturing Who has a better yourself? shot, the Jets or the Cowboys? And then they would just throw it up there. Just because they got nothing else to talk. Yeah, about. It, it, that's all ESPN does. They well, just uh, hey, let's uh, who uh, more like one time we were sitting there and popped right up on the screen. It was who needs it more, Dak or Lamar? It's like what you just pick like you just pick a random guy. You're like okay, Lamar's the subject, so let's compare him to Dak Prescott. Yeah, like, you there know, is no comparison. They just use the Cowboys logo, and that's what you just did there. No, instead, no, no. Listen, I instead of doing hard work, you're cheering doing your playoffs. job as the host of the Drew Diener show this morning, <laughs> you took the easy way out and said, you know what, let's just do cowboy talk. No, no, How about no, that? no. I did not want to talk about the Cowboys. Still don't want to talk about the Cowboys. I want to ask Steve Rummage who he roots for in the playoffs. How do you take in the playoffs knowing that you're kind of done, you know, that you're – I mean, it's <sighs> – Okay. All right. I'm going to entertain you for a second just because, but, um, the, it's, it's easy for me. The Ravens are obvious. I want Lamar to win. So I'm, I'm pulling for them. And then, and then just for Marcus, I'm pulling for the Lions. I'd like to see a Lions, uh, I'd like to see a Lions Ravens, you know. I don't Teddy, really Teddy versus Lamar. Something happens yeah. to golf. He's got a hangnail or something, can't go. Sure. And and it's Teddy versus Lamar in the Super Bowl. I don't like Baker Mayfield, so I have reason to root against him. I don't really like the Packers or the Niners, so I, I just you know, whatever. And then Well, yeah, you're a Cowboys fan. Yeah. And then on the other side, like I don't really care for Josh Allen that much and I can't stand the Chiefs. So, I mean, I really Lions, don't. Lions, Ravens. Yeah, I really don't have an issue with the Texans. Texans? 
Yeah, the I Texans mean, have Grenard and, and Rankin. Yeah, I, I like the Texans. I mean, other than I mean, they're playing Lamar. I'm just pulling for Lamar. Right. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm 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 all in on the Ravens and Lamar. But when I was a kid, I know this is going to be different for you because you're a Cowboys guy. But like, I always liked the Niners. I don't know why. So like a disease? I've got a disease or something? No, I like it was like Montana. <laughs> and then I remember hating Steve Young because he they they started him over Montana and I was like super young and I didn't really understand why and so I was like always like a like hey I went from like loving the Niners to like hating them because they got rid of Joe Montana and he played with the Chiefs like I remember that like I was like what the heck why would you get rid of my rid of my guy and I don't even know why I like Joe Montana that much I have no idea I just was like one of the first quarterbacks I really liked I, I guess I don't know but maybe it was him and Jerry Rice together. I don't know. So it was kind of cool. But like when I was growing up, I always gravitated towards the Niners. But now I don't care at all. I'm just all about who has the most Louisville Cardinals on their team. Okay. You know? so well, yeah, that, no, that's, that's fair. That's how I do it. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, for me, I mean, I, I still actually have rooting interest, you know. Oh, guess who's on the TV right now? Who's that? The Cowboys. The Cowboys. They're talking about Jim Harbaugh, and 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 listen, they 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 show the Chargers, and the only thing they show is the Chargers and the Cowboys. <laughs> um, so yeah, here's the thing: <laughs> you are in your feelings this morning about the Cowboys. Oh uh, yeah, it's my team, man. I you know, know. and I like, and when I say it's my team, like the Cowboys are they're they're not Louisville. But, like, this isn't just a normal pro thing for me. Like, I mean, the Cowboys are a – like, I I get angry. Like, I mean, I, I, I it bothers me for the rest of the day when the Cowboys win or, you know, win or lose. Like, yeah. like they're right behind Louisville. Like, you know how some people, it's like, okay, there's Louisville, and then, like, I don't really care about pro sports. I got my teams, you know, whatever. And right. Then I, like, I'm like that – like, even the yeah, Reds. Day like that. Like, the Reds are probably next, but – the Reds have just they just their whole history. Like I can get over it when it's like I don't yeah, know. they played pretty well last year. No, they I know, no, that, that's that's why I say when the Reds show me something like going into this season, like I had a full fledged argument with somebody the other day at our at our family Christmas or whatever because they were a Braves person and me and my father in law who hate each other in every other sport, but the Reds we were like no wait a minute now like the Reds like are. They can win the division this year. Like, they're going to be, like, favorites to win the division. Like, are you crazy? You know, yeah. like, yeah. But the Cowboys, like, I mean, it's, it's, a, big, it's a soft spot for me, man. Yeah, yeah no, I, I hear you there. And But, you know, I have a soft spot for Lamar. And when I hear Bill Polian say what he said yesterday, mm. I have a reaction. And I think Chase has it queued up. So, Chase, let our listeners hear Bill Polian talk about Lamar Jackson. To do it, you have to be very disciplined in your rush. You have to tell the rushers that they're not there to sack him. They're there to keep him in the pocket and make him throw the ball and not escape and not extend and not do any of the things that opens up all of these receivers. Um, and and that's hard to do. That's, it's, it's hard for coaches to teach that. It requires a technique change. It's hard for players to get their heads around it, but it's absolutely necessary. And uh, if you're playing with a spy, uh, you better put your best athlete on him as a spy because he's a better athlete than anybody you got. Very likely. 
Yeah, he is the best athlete than anybody you've got, but that's old thinking, Bill. Like, that's the thinking that led you to advocate against anybody drafting him in the first round and while he's going to be a two-time MVP in this league and all season all he did was sit back in the pocket and throw. Yeah. I mean, am I wrong? No. Did Bill Polian watch the Ravens this year? That's the question. I, I, well, people like him, man, they're, they're just – they dug in so early on Lamar, and that's one of the things that I think happens with Lamar. People, he was so polarizing early that people dug in so deep on their he won't work argument that now that he is working, it's like they can't come back. So you have yeah. to find something. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to nitpick him now. You have to say, well, don't matter. whole career don't matter unless he wins. Oh, so all matters. Like if if he win, if he makes an AFC title game this year and loses, they're gonna be like, yep, yeah, well, see, that's it. You know, and it's like there's nothing he can do if he gets to the Super Bowl and the Niners come back and get him or something. You know, they're gonna be like, yep, yeah, see, he got to the game. It didn't matter. You I know, mean, I mean, I mean it, but is, that's not. It cannot be. The um, the end-all, be-all. I mean, Tom Brady didn't always win the Super Bowl. He won a lot of them. Pat Mahomes doesn't always win the Super Bowl. Yeah, but like, nobody dug in on those guys early, though. It yeah. was like like Lamar, to me, was so polarizing early You're that right. it was like people were like, he's not going to work. And people were like, yes, he will. No, he won't. And it was like, okay, well, then when he worked, it was like, okay, now what do you do? Are, right. are you gonna- there's so many examples of guys in sports that, that didn't – that were really good players for a long time in their careers and didn't win a championship, and they they had to carry that luggage with them until they did win the championship. And it just made all – but nobody ever retracted or went back and was like, oh, I was an idiot that whole time. Yeah, Yeah, he was a great player, you know, obviously. Or you do, Uh, or you have to. You have to just get on there and say, yeah, and I think there is a couple people have done that. Just, yeah, I was wrong. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and it's anyway. It's just a ridiculous conversation. He's a two-time MVP, not officially yet, but like he's going. He, to be. He will be. Yeah, he's going to be. I think everybody knows that. And the you know, it's a single elimination tournament. Like you can, I mean, they're going to be playing the Chiefs or the Bills. You know, if they beat the Texans, yeah. right? And you know, there's no shame in losing to either one of those teams. No, no, but you got to go beat them. You know, if you want to be a Super Bowl winner, if you want to win the Super Bowl, and we will you got to go out there and win the game. <laughs> but when I go to evaluate Lamar Jackson, my evaluation on him is unchanged, win or lose that game, because of what he did all year. My Bobby so, Petrino voice. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> and we're gonna beat him. <laughs> and we're gonna beat him. And I didn't know you could sell hair in the hair. Um, <laughs> sorry, when you said we're gonna go beat him. We're talking about remember what he said about Alabama. He's like, yeah. we're gonna beat him. <laughs> we're gonna go beat him. Sorry, I love Bobby, but whatever. But uh, Orlovsky yeah, yeah. had a had a rant yesterday too. Okay, um, you know about Lamar and the pressure that he's under uh, to win the game, and it's so funny because when I when I watch when I watch that, and then I and then I compare it to like what happened at Ravens practice yesterday. They're doing snowball fights. It's like <laughs> they're not like. I know that you all think that he's under pressure. Yeah. But he's out there pl- like doing snowball fights with his teammates. Yeah. Like like there's a big disconnect between the reality of the pressure that everybody wants to create and put on Lamar versus the pressure that he feels for himself. And I don't think he's feeling pressure. I think he's feeling fast and loose and I think that's where you want Lamar because 
if you go back and think about where Lamar was, and we'll play the Orlovsky sound here in a second, uh, we think about Lamar when he was here. He, if you got him keyed up for a game, it was almost a bad thing. You, you needed to, like, get a run in him and, like, get him hit once so that he could, like, just settle into the game. Sure. And, and, and you, you know, I want Lamar Jackson to be loose. I don't want him to feel pressure. I want him snowball fighting with his teammates and stuff like that and, and kind of just feeling like, hey, this is a ball game. I'm going to just go do what I do, and I'm going to go ball out. And How you know, loose do you like your Lamar? <laughs> well, let's hear Dan Orlovsky kind of rail on this subject for a second. <laughs> oh, 100%. Lamar has to go win the Super Bowl. Go win, winning MVP no longer matters. Getting to the Super Bowl does not matter. Um, I, I think, and hear me when I say this, Molly, Kimberly, Stephen A., and everybody, this is not pandering. This is not caping. This is the dead honest truth. And there's a little bit of insight to this. People that sound or players that sound look and play like Lamar Jackson were never supposed to win Super Bowls in the NFL. In people's eyes, they were never supposed to win Super Bowls in the NFL. You weren't supposed to be able to stand on the podium and sound the way that Lamar does when he talks or look the way that Lamar does when he talks or play like the way that Lamar plays and win a Super Bowl. You might be good. You might win an MVP. There's people in the league And they have publicly said, I don't care how many MVPs he wins, he will never win a Super Bowl playing quarterback. I don't care what they say. I think Lamar is very aware of that. I think Lamar is very aware of the, no matter what I do, until I win a Super Bowl, people are always going to think that I should have played running back. And that people that look like me or kids that look like me or come from the background that I do or sound like I do can't go play quarterback and win a Super Bowl in the NFL. Here's the thing for me, Stephen A., Kimberly, and Molly. We've had other black quarterbacks win Super Bowls in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes has won. Russell Wilson has won. Doug Williams has won. But when we hear those names at quarterback, we think throw first. We think a thrower or a passer first. We don't with Lamar. Most people think runner with Lamar. Most people think of athlete with Lamar. And for him to go win a Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, it completely changes the narrative around Lamar. It completely changes the narrative around that position when it comes to players that look and sound and play like Lamar. Not only for people that are close to his age, but kids that watch Lamar. And I think their organization is very aware of it. I think their head coach is abundantly aware of it, and I think Lamar is very unapologetically aware of it, that he can't just get there. He has to win it. So I, I agree with a lot of things Orlovsky's saying about, like, that, that you know, the black quarterback thing, right? Like, I, I totally get it, and there's a reason why Lamar went 32nd, even after the numbers and everything like that. They still want him to change positions. It, they, they, you know, he's not the face of the program because he doesn't fit into your circle. He doesn't yeah. fit into, you know, into your um, – what your idea of a franchise quarterback looks and sounds like. I totally understand what Orlovsky is saying. I just don't think that Lamar Jackson's feeling that pressure. I just don't. Like, I don't think that he's right. I think that he – I think he is aware of it. But I don't think he's feeling the pressure to do it. <laughs> right. Because I think he I think he believes that he will. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't think it's I don't think there's any level of doubt in Lamar Jackson's head that he will go get it done. 
Well, if there's one thing we've learned about Lamar, he is going to do it his way, and he really yep. doesn't care. I mean, when it comes to even when it goes to the agent thing, when it comes to di- just different choices he's made, right or wrong, he is he has made it clear. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it how I want to do it, and I'm not giving in to outside pressure on what you think. Yeah, yeah. what I th- on what you think. Yeah. So, I mean, this year he's thrown the ball a lot more. I don't think that's to prove people wrong. I think. That's the way the offense is set up this year. And he said, this is the way I need to do it. And he just yeah. wants to win. Yeah. Like always, well, I think it's it, always, it's never been about the narrative for him. I mean, it, he got drafted. The first thing he said was, they're going to get a Super Bowl out of me. That's yeah. all he wants to do is win. Mm-hmm. Well, imagine, imagine Lamar's reaction when Harbaugh and Monken come to him and say, hey, listen, I know you've been running the Greg Roman offense for a while, but you finished two years in a row, uh, you know, not with us. We need to keep you durable. So the plan is for you to throw more. Now, right. when did Lamar Jackson ever expect for any coach to say, hey, we need to throw more when he came into the NFL, when everybody's telling him that he's a running back? Right. Like, we want to keep you in the pocket more, Lamar. How much, how much confidence do you think Lamar Jackson drew from that conversation this offseason to say, whoa, you're going to keep me clean and healthy. You're going to keep me upright, and you you trust me to throw. Oh, and, I, and then I got Bateman now playing better. Say Flower. Oh, and they got OBJ. Oh, okay. You know, and and I got Isaiah Likely. Okay, this is all going to work. Yeah. And you trust me to throw. I and and now you get in the playoffs and and in critical situations, they're going to tell them, hey, we were going to have you throw, but take off. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah. No, I do think you'll see a little more of that now. Of, yeah. of you're in the playoffs, it's like, hey man, be be there. And plus, you got Mark Andrews back too. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah potentially for some, I don't know how much he'll play. Right, you know, but, right. But, we'll but you, yeah, you get another weapon. But yeah, it's like, hey man, now I do think you'll see Lamar unleashed a little bit. I wonder how much Dalvin Cook will bring. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He hasn't really done much with the Jets at all. I think he's going to be emergency. They got rid of Gordon. I think he'll play as much as Melvin Gordon did. Uh, in his defense, Brees Hall's a stud for the Jets. Oh yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard hard to get on the field over that dude. I mean, he totally. he he tore it up this mm-hmm. year. So. I think I think the Ravens told you Dalvin Cook is better than Melvin Gordon. You yeah. know, like yeah. I think that's I think that's about all I know right yeah. now. So. Well, um, guys, Goomer & Company is the place I go for jewelry. Um, it's a place where, you know, they're, they've been in the business since 1971, right there, 225 South Rippon Parkway. Uh, they're Louisvillians. They've been in business. They can custom create whatever you have in mind, and it's all high-quality uh, materials. And when you put um, a piece of Goomer & Company jewelry in your hands, you can feel the weight. You can feel the quality. It's not generic, big brand store, big box thing. It is a real deal piece of, of jewelry. And that's why so many people trust them. Uh, go over there and check them out over there at Goomer Company. It's where I go. It's where my dad goes. It's where a lot of people, uh, a lot of listeners have gone for engagement season and, and Valentine's Day is around the corner, guys. So go see them over there at Goomer and Company if you're looking to get engaged or if you're looking for a special gift or if you get a watch battery changed or something like that. They got all that stuff over there at Goomer and Company. On the other side, uh, Rich Bo- Rick Bozich is doubled down and he's agreeing with Kenny Payne about it being year one right now and uh, we're going to play that sound and react to it on the other side to close out the weekend send Steve Rummage into the weekend on a good mood here on the Diener Show on 680, 105.7 and 93.9 The Ville 
Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. It's time to replace your heating and air system. We know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. Live from the Liquor Barn Studios, you're listening to The Diener Show on ESPN 680, 1057, and 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Blankenbaker and Steve Rummage. Welcome back to The Diener Show here on ESPN 680, 105.7, and 93.9 The Ville. Mark Blankenbaker in for Diener, who's in Florida. Rummage in for me. I'll be out Monday and Tuesday next week uh, with a funeral. Um, so, uh, you know, kind of uh, I'll be back on Wednesday of next week. So Diener will be back on Monday. There's lots of uh, lots of things going on. But well, tomorrow we're the flagship station for the Cards, and they're back in action Saturday at 12 p.m. as they take on Wake Forest. Our Alex White coverage begins at 10.30 a.m. And after the broadcast, tune into the Coors Light post-game show with Taylor Lynch. Uh, so we got Wake Forest. We've talked a lot, Steve, about uh, Kenny Payne in North Carolina and his comments after the game of year one. You know, after after that, I think the tone and the tenor, I mean, am I wrong? Like, that it, we're all on board that every, like Kenny can't say that. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I, I believe everybody was on the same page. Well, here's Rick Bozich yesterday talking about that specific thing with Kenny Payne, and the, the last year didn't count. This year is his first year. Here's Rick Bozich. You have to keep it in context what he said. CL, uh, who's a friend of ours, framed the question in terms of comparison to Hubert Davis. It's not really a very no. uh, reasonable comparison. Hubert Brown was uh, Hubert Davis was on the staff at North Carolina before he took over with Roy Williams. He took over a team that had Caleb Love, a McDonald's All-American, R.J. Davis, a four or five star recruit who's now probably the best player yeah. in the ACC, Armando Baycott. Kenny Payne didn't have guys like that. He had a lot of guys who eventually ran off and started over. So I'm probably in the minority. I'm sure I am. But I agree with him. This really is year one for him. Last year, he worked with a lot of guys that that weren't really going to be part of his plan and aren't there anymore. Yeah. So, I mean, well, I can agree with Rick that, yeah, there was a, it's a totally different set of circumstances. True. But there are lots of coaches, Jerome Tang, Chris Beard, you know, lots of guys that took over programs with urgency, flipped the roster, got it going on in their first year. Kenny Payne now is in his second year, you know, and we're not gonna we're not gonna change that for him so that it can work. But even if this was year one, he still didn't do what Jerome Tang did in his first year mm-hmm. or what Chris Beard has done in his first year. So even if we accept a ridiculous premise, 
to me, then it's still bad. Yeah. It's still bad. And it's not. And we, and we can't accept the, that, that premise. Yeah. We can't. And so, to me, like, I know Rick has been a big Kenny Payne supporter. I get it. I know they're friends. I know that they've got a long history going back, and I totally understand all that. I really do. I, 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 and, 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 again, I don't want to dunk on Kenny Payne forever. I just I think it's pretty clear and obvious to everybody that this program is not headed in, in the right direction and the organizational leadership is so lacking that you have to make a change at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's me too. I mean, look, I, Bozich has a – I mean, Rick has a relationship with him. I, I guess that's why for me I don't – I mean, I, I mean, if Marcus was a head coach and this was happening, I would probably be like, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to go down the ship with you. <laughs> like, you know, like, hey, yeah, it's not good, you know, whatever. Um, well, I mean, your best friends tell you the truth. I always say that. Like, yeah. You know, your best friends tell you the truth, and if you have a re- great relationship with somebody, you ought to be able to tell somebody, hey, uh, you're messing up, or this isn't going to go the way you want it to go. You know, like, to prepare people realistically for what is about to happen. Well, I would imagine they are. I mean, actually, I've chatted with a couple people that are, you know, former players from different things that, I mean, I think they know that. And I think, he, you know, I think they're, I, I just mean as far as, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could scream about Rick Bozich saying it's year one, but I'm like, yeah, we all well, know that. Well, I don't want to scream about Rick. I just, I not, just, it's just not reality. Yeah. It's just not, it's just not reality. But and nobody's it, saying that outside of him, I guess. I guess that's my point. You know what I mean? Like, I like Rick, like so, like I do too. I, yeah, I mean, I I think it's just like, yeah, no, I feel you. Okay, I mean, yeah, no, I nobody believes that, but yes, <laughs> most people are right are are feeling the way Eric Crawford writes his columns. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, like, like Eric Crawford's art columns are so angry at Louisville basketball that you're like, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, Eric. I feel you, Eric. Yes, <laughs> and, they, and maybe that's what they're doing. Maybe it's a Maybe it's something where it's like, Eric, you be very angry, and Rick, you be very uh, pragmatic and maybe even defensive. Yeah, it's too good cop, bad cop. Maybe it is, (laughs) but but it's funny to it's kind of funny to watch because they couldn't be more different in their kind of approach. Yeah, Texas says if we don't get Chris Beard, I'm going to kill myself. Okay, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that. I mean, there are good there are good coaches out there that aren't. I'm not I'm not gonna like if Josh Hurd says. I think Scott Drew is the best coach for this job. Fine. Yeah. You know, I live with it. I think everybody knows my opinion, you know, and Scott Drew has dug himself out. But, but is there a guarantee that Scott Drew would leave Baylor where he's a made man, where he, he they just built a brand new arena for him and right. he won a national championship and he dug them out of a hole? Does he want to dig out of another hole? He might not want to. And, and you know you got to find somebody who wants to take your job, and I think Chris Beard at Ole Miss, which is a a perpetual hole, you know, like yeah. if, if he goes five hundred this year at Ole Miss and he's on a big run, I mean he's gonna like right now it looks like he's gonna go five hundred. Then that's a, I mean what he's already done is a massive upgrade. Yeah. You know? Oh like, no, uh, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, I, I I agree with that. I, I just you know I I just trust the administration. Like I said, this this go around. So like. I have my druthers, but like, 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of like, whatever. You know, if you guys think it's Eric Musselman, cool. If you I think don't, it's... I don't know if it is. Well, okay, I don't either. But I don't yeah. think we know who it is. I mean, <laughs> if you think it's Richard Pitino, cool. If you think it's Jerome Tang, awesome. I'll roll with it. You know, I mean, if you think it's Scott Drew, even better. You right. know, Chris Beard, awesome. Like, yeah. Porter Mosier, the yeah, Iowa like, State coach. Or, yeah, like, yeah. I don't love – those are names I don't love, but it's like, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, if that's who y'all think it is, then let's let's go. Where's your line of disappointment? Does your line start at, like, Fred Hoiberg? No, my disappointment wouldn't be in a certain coach. It would be more in getting turned down. That would be the disappointment for me is if we ended up with a guy because three other guys told us no. Well, publicly, that's why you do due diligence now. Yes. You know, that because you don't want to go into a public thing where you think you can get Bruce Pearl. Yeah. You're rolling after Bruce Pearl. It's public. They're talking about it on shows and stuff like that. And then Bruce Pearl comes, I'm not going to Louisville. I know. You don't want that. Yeah, yeah. And then you don't want he does that. Then another coach says, you know, Drew's like, no, I'm staying at Baylor. And then this coach says, I'm staying. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, my God. Well, then they're all getting raises. Yeah. And then at that point, whoever Louisville hires, then it's like, well, well, Louisville, oh, no. Well, now we actually got our guy. And then it's like, okay, no, you didn't. Yeah. Like, you you look like you missed on your guy. Because then then he's got to go through what Satterfield went through. Yeah. You know, like, hey, we didn't get our guy. (laughs) Yeah, that's why Louisville is the caliber job. I don't – like, Bama did it well, I thought, even though a couple coaches like Norvell and ones, I thought kind of just – I thought did the – did the dirty thing. Well, look. It was like – When you're repped by Jimmy Sexton, you're going to do the dirty thing. I know. You're going to. I mean, like, Mike Norvell, dude, are you serious? If Bama offered you the job, you'd be coaching Bama today. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Yeah, we know you. We know that you were not a candidate, Mark Stoops. You don't have to tell everybody <laughs> yeah. you turned down Alabama. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, like even, I mean, you know, I, th- I think Bama, uh, the one guy I think was Dan Lanning. I think there was, oh, a, yeah. I think Bama wanted Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning was like, I think I've got to go look at it. I I do believe the reports he went to Tuscaloosa, even though really, they, he, yeah, really? I th- I think he probably checked it out. I'm not sure, and it well, got he out. Just got a big raise and extension back in July, and I don't know, maybe maybe he did. Maybe you're right. Like I, I just yeah. I, I just think he checked it out, and I think it got out. And he was like, well, I, I, I also had don't to know listen. if he has to go to Tuscaloosa. You know what I mean? Like he could meet. Greg Byrne in Denver. Sure, sure. You know? And maybe he wasn't in Tuscaloosa, but I mean, the point is, I think he met with Bama. I think he listened to what Bama had to say, and he honestly chose to go back to Oregon. Right. And Every like, other coach, just don't, I coaches, don't think that happened. Coaches don't walk into the town where they're interviewing until they have the job. Yeah, I mean, and I really, said go to should. Tuscaloosa, but I mean, I, I, I meant, like, I just. I know what you meant. Yeah, I yeah. just think he met with Bama. And yeah. there was a realistic pitch, and he chose to go back. Okay, cool. All the other coaches that were like, I'm not going to Bama. Well, I'm not going to Bama. Okay, well, thank you. That's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. But uh, it, I'm okay if that happens with Louisville. Like, maybe Louisville does make a, make a big pitch to Scott Drew. And it's like, man, you almost got him. And he's like, I just can't. Okay, yeah. cool. And then Louisville says, okay, our next guy, boom, and you go get well, him. Well, you do that behind the scenes. You know, sure. You do that for him behind the scenes, and you do that for us behind the scenes. It's in everybody's best interest to have that conversation privately. Yeah. It's in everybody's best interest. 
So, well, anyway, so what are, we, what are you thinking about um, tomorrow, noontime? Tip, uh, we're on ESPNU. We have Wake Forest. We're going to have the game here for you on 93.9 DeVille. Wake is a team that's really interesting to me. They just played a really kind of back-and-forth game with NC State. We're playing there in Winston-Salem. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, listen, as far as if I'm just talking real deal basketball for a second, it, it, it's an opportunity for Louisville. It, it really is. It's an opportunity that, hey, man, if you want to say, well, we played, we feel like we played pretty good against Miami. We we feel like we played good in, in a lot of spurts against NC State and North Carolina at times. And NC State just went into Wake Forest and beat Wake Forest. Yeah. Wake Forest is a team that's up hovering around the top of the conference. I mean, it, it's an opportunity because you have three more games and the schedule really – sorry, I took a big drink of Coke and then it just all came <laughs> back up. Mid- the schedule really dips back in February. Yeah. A decent amount. So it's like, hey, man, this is one where – like I, I've said – and again, I know it's laughable and I understand it and you can laugh. Anybody can laugh at me for saying it because I'm not saying I believe it. But if Louisville were to get to 500 or over no. and be in an NIT game, you got to go to I, – I, I believe you got to win two of these next three – or two of these next three or four games. Like, like oh, yeah. the, the, that's the only shot. Yeah, because I mean, you, it, the schedule does get really soft. Yeah, so like I, that's why I say it's not that insane to think if Louisville steals two here in the next little bit, gets up to eight wins that they couldn't find right. six or seven in the next, you know, because like I said, February and March, outside of a trip to Duke, is pretty winnable. Oh <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, all well the games yeah, if, are you're, pretty if you're a good team, if you're a good team, you well, roll through it. Oh yeah. oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and again, I'm a, I understand that just having the conversation of if Louisville wins two games here, they could get to 500 is ridiculous. So it, I mean, I'm is. just making the conversation for. Like I said, the guy's got a right to fight for his job. So if you want to do it, I mean, there's an opportunity tomorrow to yeah. to give yourself something. Three really good guards tomorrow, Millis, Miller, Salas, and Hildreth. And then Carr and Reed are two big dudes. But I actually think we have a little bit of an advantage in the front court. I don't think we have an advantage in our back court. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think it's going to be that's going to be the difference. That, that Efton Reed guy is just Big. He's been just everywhere, dude. Was he at LSU? Was at Gonzaga? He's here now. Okay. Has he been all those places? Yeah. yeah he was. He, at, yeah, you're right. He was teammate with uh, Roosevelt Wheeler. Gotcha. All right. Well, Diener will be back on Monday. Thank you so much, Steve, for sitting in with me the last two days. Yeah. Appreciate Chase and James behind the booth getting everything rolling and going well. Everybody have a great weekend. Stay warm, everybody.